Welcome to the Or Personalities Podcast. Listen in as empath and author Stacy Sadler dives into the different Or personalities of her guests. Learn how we each uniquely operate in relationships, careers, learning styles, parenting, and spirituality based on the layers of light that surround us. Thank you for your loving, honoring presence today. This is Stacy Sadler with the Aura Personalities Podcast, and today's guest is a lavender and a blue amber, and she also has crystal red amber, um, green amber, and blue. Um, hi, Mary Ellen. Hi, Stacy. <laughs> how are you? How I'm, how is everything? I'm, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to spending time with you and. My intention is to just help me and help as many people that relate to this. I love that. Um, I just saw your post that you feel like you got the order of your outer layers. Yeah, I've I've never really felt like I've needed to know, and uh-huh. um, but I thought you know that's that would be good information for me. Yeah, and it kind of matters. I never give that to people. I I actually don't know people's outer layer or the order of them and so I love that you did that on your own and figured out um did you think it was easy to figure out you know I know you muscle tested but it totally makes sense to you that the crystal was third yes okay I feel like the third one is kind of the most obvious because it's one that you I don't know I think it's the one you'll relate to the most in the outer in the outer layers um I, th- I didn't even get, I didn't even know my order for a long time either. So then, and then it was just suddenly like time, like what's the order of these? Um, and my third is lavender. So <laughs> your third and uh, my first are, so cool. your and vice versa are the same. So, um, Oh, wow. That's cool. Um, yeah. I love that. Yeah, me too. So tell me, tell me a little bit about how you want to focus this time um, and what would feel supportive to you. Oh, well, um, what I've been working on a lot is relationships, healing parts of me that are triggered. Okay. Especially by certain um, personalities. Yeah, okay. And, you know, yeah. So interesting. So you kind of know that there's some personalities that trigger you. Yes. That's awesome. Um, of course, most of them are family of origin. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And so, what yeah. are do you? I mean, do you do you feel comfortable sharing what those are? Like what those personalities are? You don't have to say people, of course, but yeah. yeah. And some and some of no, I don't. And and some of them are well, as you told me when you first gave me all my colors. Uh-huh. You're like, oh, you said to the group. Look, she has something in every category except oh. for environmental. Okay, yeah, you do actually. And I actually, I was just noticing. I'm like, oh, she has six colors, but I didn't think about that they were in every family except physical environment. Okay, and, what are and your... I don't, I don't have a mental color, but you said that my blue amber is close, yeah. closer to yeah. a mental family almost sometimes than the category it's in. Yeah, it's it. It runs a lot of parallels, especially with Amber. Um, yeah. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, and so I'm like, okay, no wonder I relate to a lot of people, a lot of things. Yeah. But 
um, the environmental, you know, I'm the one that gets lost, you know, until GPS, you know. Okay, yeah. Um, I was always <laughs> lost and in my car or wherever. And uh-huh. um, then at least two of my, well, two of my siblings have their first two layers in environmental. Okay. My two, my two closest siblings. The closest in age or closest? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, closest in age. Okay. Um, have environmental as either their first or second, and I think it's both their first. Okay. And um, so I think I learned a lot from them, but I would compare myself to them and and feel like, wow, I'm so different, and they can do this. Well, yeah, I mean, capable is like, you know, all physical environment people, there's just a strong sense of capability. and it's not just that others see it that way. They see things that way. I'm capable, yes. I'm capable of anything, really, is kind of their, the way they live in this world, which is awesome. <laughs> but, but it could be hard, you know, for those, with, you know, for those of us who tend to compare. Um, yeah, so what are your thoughts about that? Like what's, so having them be, you know, recognizing their kind of trigger people for you, do you want to... Where do you want to go with that? Well, and there is somebody in my life now a lot, too, that has one of his three is definitely environmental. Okay. Okay. Um, and, well, um, where, one, what do you one, think? One, well, one thought about it is your personality. So, Lavender, that's the thing is um, you have some, you have a, a color a layer of white in every or personality family except physical environment. Lavenders are like naturally the most um, accepting of others. And I, interestingly, even though physical environment personalities are hard, um, they're hard people, you know, they, they're, they can be hard to get along with for, for people because they're not thinking in terms of getting along. Um, and they're not accommodating. They just are doing their thing. You know, they're they're not thinking. They're not thinking in terms of relationship, or um, they're not thinking in terms of like subtlety. You know, and so they're just doing their thing. And and so for those of us who are more sensitive or more aware of the subtle realm, or more aware of relationship dynamics. Um, where we're reading interactions in terms of how they affect others. So our own behavior, our own things we say, um, and your personality is going to really be talented at that because anybody with emotional in their first two layers, and both of your layers have emotional, um, lavender's emotional, spiritual, and then blue amber's mental, emotional. And so you are very aware, aware always of the how your words and actions are affecting other people and you're also paying attention to that from other people. So those are kind of the things to realize, like when you're dealing with people in the physical environment family, that's just not even on their radar. It's not, it's not where they're come from. Um, and I don't know, you know, with your siblings and I don't know this other person, how close they are in your life, but when you're dealing with people, meaning you're always going to deal with your siblings, right? They're always going to be a part of your life, and you love them, and you want to, um, you want to have a relationship with them. And so, thinking in terms of 
it's like thinking from their perspective. What will happen is lavenders, you know, they're very accepting. So first off, you always are looking for um, what's admirable about other people. Lavenders admire people and really just naturally feel like, well, I want to, you know, support them and who they are and let them be who they are, which is such a great trait. And then I, and I feel like blue ambers are really good champions of people too. So, you know, like blue amber parents, for example, like they always are with their kids. They're just like, my kid is, you know, doing this and I'm so proud of them and I'm going to support them and I want to help them find their gifts and talents. Like those are very natural traits for you. So if you think about it, that that's where you're coming from all the time of just being like a champion and a supporter of others. And then you're dealing with people who aren't, they're just not thinking that way. So the people who more get, they more get impressed by things. They're like, wow, they're really good at that thing. That's impressive. And they're more naturally competitive with themselves. Like, you know, they push, they push hard. They, they, they admire, they admire people who push hard and you're not thinking that way. You know, you're not thinking in terms of pushing hard and, you know, having to be the best and, you know, just kind of, you know, you're just not thinking from that paradigm. And, and so the the trickiest thing I think with relationships with them is that they're not thinking in terms of relationships. So where you're always thinking in terms of relationships and what you say and how it might affect others, they're hardly ever thinking of that. Yeah. And it sounds like a flaw in them, but I know it's, you know, it's how they're designed. Like that's what their, you know, their gifts and abilities are in basically what they do and, um, and, and their ability to just function in this world comfortably. And, you know, they're just, they have a different agenda and they're supposed to. And obviously I would always love it if they would, you know, learn this work and sometimes they do. And when they do, it's so great because then all of a sudden people open up for them because before people are just kind of a source of um, frustration or confusion for them. Actually, people are the thing that's stressful for them. So when they can learn the system, they're really good at systems. They're really good at understanding like, um, you know, these, these kind of, you know, if you think about cars or something, you know, these cars, you know, an automatic car operates this way, a, a manual operates this way, these new cars with computer systems operate this way. Like, there are people who can put things in categories really well and then approach it that way. So when they learn aura personalities and they realize they can, you know, divvy up, it's really helpful for them. Yeah, and they basically have photographic memories, it seems like. Yes, too. yeah, they really do. <laughs> yeah, their capabilities are really, yeah. um, they're just capable. Like, if there's anything I can say about physical environment, it's like they're capable people. They, they can really do pretty much anything they set their mind to. And, but they don't, they, they generally have an area of expertise or, like, areas that they're interested in. They don't usually branch out far from there. So... So if your stuff, you know, your areas of interest aren't anywhere near theirs, it can make it so there's just a big division. So it's like we live in separate worlds. Well, and, and we do have things in common. Um, okay. And then they do have another layer that one has red amber and the other one has yellow. Oh, okay. So they do like people. 
Oh, good. Uh huh. And they 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 love people, and there's part of them that does. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and wants to be around people and needs yeah. to. And has some skills with it because both red, amber, and yellow bring social skills to that equation. So that's a good balance for them. Okay. Well, so tell me a little bit about what you're um, what you're feeling like. What could be helpful for you? Like, what's what do you need? Like, what do you feel like you need in this time? Or? I'm not sure. I mean, that that was something I wanted to hear from you specifically, and and I just feel like I need to say just for people's information and your information. When my mom passed away, I mean, really, everything changed so much. Mm. I think she was blue amber. Okay. And so she was totally the glue. Yeah. And um, I just felt like everything fell apart with any kind of connection with us all. And oh. And she would have said she, a blue amber would have been good glue for, you know, even for you, like a bridge between you and your siblings. Yeah. Um, okay. Mm. Um, so when your mom, when your mom was here, you felt more part of part of the group. So is it so is the feeling that you feel like now you're out, like you're separate? Well, everyone, I felt like everyone, everyone felt like, just was. Oh, so it's like it's disbanded. Because yeah, because my dad more relates to people one on one. Okay. And he's not going to initiate a lot of group stuff. Uh-huh. And some other things happened with him and a second marriage with someone that ended up being disabled. And, you know, there's just been a lot of stuff okay. happen. And, um, you know, I feel like we're healing that. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm the youngest. And so... Okay. And I'm the lavender. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they roll eyes at. And, yeah. You know, make fun of when I do my lavender stuff, you know? Yeah. And so I I always feel like when I initiate, you know, sometimes it's successful and sometimes it's not. Yeah. Well, that's, that's always hard, just birth order, you know, that feeling of, like, no matter how old we are, never being taken seriously quite. And harder to even to take ourselves seriously, especially in context with them, because... And besides being taken seriously, even being heard at all can be a can be yeah. A thing. Yeah, being heard for sure. Yeah. Okay. I think being heard is just a real big one. Yeah. That I'm working on. Okay. Okay. In that context, or well, usually it goes into every context because yeah. Of it, but you know, and that's a. Do you want me to address that a little bit? Yeah, I would love that. Well, so lavender is. Thinking of your personality, it's just a lot, you know what I'm saying? It's like your learning is in relationships. And when you're, meaning your focus is on them and your attention is on them. And so when you interact with people, when you're in a family, it sounds like your family is about being heard because if they're just giving, you know, opinions, you mentioned that, you know, there's a lot of storytelling and you're basically just, that's, like, always going on. And I can't even imagine a lavender, like, getting a word in edge rise with, I mean, even. And I kind of do, though. You do? Good, <laughs> good, good. But, well, but, you know, well, and then my dad has some red amber. He has either, I think, his second layer is, is red amber. But 
Um, so you feel like you can get your storytelling in. So what's the being heard part? Like what's the what's the frustration there? Well, I'm not as good at it and not as quick at it. And so, no, no, I'm not really. I mean, I, I feel like that if I do, I've been rude. Oh, yeah. Because I've yeah. had to cut in or I've had to look at somebody and wait, 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 you know? Yeah, and but like e- and even though they're doing that. Ten minutes. Yeah, but even though everyone else is doing that, everyone else is probably cutting each other off. And um, But the thing you're probably watching is that nobody else is really that worried about it. They probably just... The thing is, is I think your think of your you know your gifts like emotional intelligence and your ability to read subtle cues and see when somebody looks pained when when somebody like talks over them or you know you're picking up on all of those things for yeah with everyone around you and it, those are such great gifts but in a setting where you don't have a lot of other people that are sensitive that way it's almost like well, it, it's basically going to feel like your gifts aren't appreciated. And there's so many other settings I know that you're in where they are appreciated, you know, where you can lead a group or sit in a group of people and people will feel loved and they'll feel cared about and they'll feel heard and they'll feel seen. So your gifts are used, I mean, and they're developed. Do you know that? I mean, do you feel that way about yourself? Yeah, and and then before... I, I did what I do now. I mean, I I would be up in front of hundreds of people every day as a teacher <laughs> you know, yeah. and captivate them. And so it's just so funny. I'm still working on this, you know, with a smaller group. But Yeah, but in all honesty, our family of origin is that's like master's level. Like that's being able to hold on to your own sense of self when you're with your family of origin is far more difficult than any other situation. So just know that that's, that's really normal in the mentorship. We walk through that. It's, it's kind of goes in stages, but just kind of a little summary of that is what we're practicing in, you know, in knowing your layers, like knowing your aura personality layers, you now have been able to say, this is how I am. And this is how I am. And I like these things about me and people, need these things for me and they and and many people can receive them and you've been able to see that over you know over each decade like you get more and more comfortable with yourself and more and more able to say I'm happy with who I am and I love what I bring and and feeling appreciation from people and then what happens is going back into family of origin it's almost like this practicing thing where you say getting that really clear sense of self and feeling connected to your creator and yourself and saying, this is who I'm supposed to be. And then watching like yourself kind of get thrown off when you're with family of origin. But it's like this practicing steps where you, you enter in with family of origin and you practice maintaining that sense of self. And then you notice Mm. when it shifts and it's okay that it shifts because end of the day I'm always child number nine in a family of 12 and I'm not going to be taken that seriously you know by them like that's the role I am to them so that's going to happen but what I can do in that what you can do in that is we can practice going into that context and 
trying to hold on to what you know about who you really are and then just kind of watch what happens as it kind of shifts, as you kind of shift away and go back into the old pattern. Um, and it's okay. Like it's a process. Like you don't need to, you don't need to master it all, all of a sudden. It's, it's more like just realizing, wow, these people have a lot of influence on me and I really do care about what they think. And, and whoa, I'm now a young child again when I'm with them. You know, just kind of watching that, but also watching that you step in as you and then, you know, watching it kind of shift. But over time, the more aware you are of that, you can you can basically learn how to eventually really just hold on to who you are. And that's the thing is you going into that context, it's basically you deciding that you love who you are. And what happens, you know, our sibling, you know, in birth order stuff, the sibling next in line above you ends up being, you know, the most influential, unless for some reason they've kind of skipped town in some way. But basically that next sibling or, you know, the one other if they've skipped town, basically, but the one over you is the one that will end up being the most influential on you, meaning you're going to care what they think and you're going to, even if you don't think you do, like they have... They're from a little young stage. They're who you've been looking to, you know. They're who you've been watching, um, because they're the closest to you in age. So they, so you can relate to them a little bit. So think, you know, think of yourself at like age two or three or four, you know. So they're the most similar to you, but they're older than you. So they, they know more. They know just enough more that you can, you can learn from that more that they know. So this is really small, you know, really young development, and then it and then it continues, and we end up really caring what those people think of us. You know, that's a birth order theory, but basically, it's recognizing that you want to be who you are and be okay with that. And when you're in a family of origin, there's family dynamics and there's what's expected and what's seen. You know, they're basically in a family, there are things that are seen as valuable. There's personality traits that are seen as valuable. There's ways of responding, facial expressions, like all of that, where those are the ones that there's pride in and that everyone says, this is the way we do it. What happens is we're adults and we separate out from that. We come to know what we value and what, what, what matters to us and what we love about ourselves. And we, we step more into authentic expression. And so then when we go back into that family of origin, we end up feeling so compromised, basically, because we're like, this isn't. I'm not honoring who I am, but I'm trying to fit into this group. And it's crazy because you and me, we're highly functional adults in our own lives, and it's just amazing that that can happen. But it's totally what happens for everybody. It's so normal. The principle I was teaching about stepping into that family and being able to hold on to who you are more and more, it's called separation individuation. And the guy who came up with him, his last name is Bowen. And this is, you know, I don't know, at least a couple decades ago, maybe even longer, that he came up with this theory of separation individuation and being able to hold on to who you are when you step into your family of origin. And it just fascinated me because, and I, and you know, when I started practicing it, so just kind of something, so rather than thinking like, these people trigger me or that person is so strong or I can't, you know, show up, just start thinking of like, this is who I am. I love who I am. What I am is needed, and it's even needed in my family, but whether or not they can receive it, there's nothing really I can do about that. And so you just keep trying to show up, this is who I am. You know, this is how I have found who I am. I'm working on developing my gifts. They're more sensitive gifts. My family isn't 
as attuned to that kind of stuff. And so when I step in, can I hold on to that? But I don't necessarily want to be throwing those gifts out with people that aren't going to appreciate it either. So it's more just like holding on to who you are, not necessarily putting those gifts forward extensively. And But eventually what I know will happen is that some family members will step towards you because they'll see, oh, okay, this is this is who she is and she's clear in who she is and she doesn't have to stay in the family dynamic. And so you become a safer place for other family members. You, you know, that's what's possible. Okay. Yeah. That's a really great question because I haven't I haven't explained this concept for a really long time and it's such a it's it's one that I always think of, you know, I'm always thinking of this, like holding on to who I am in the context of family um, and recognizing that, you know, and then what happens is I start to see them more as individuals too. I start to see, oh, okay, this is how they show up and, you know, and watching them change. If I know them a little bit better outside of the bigger family context and then I see what happens when we all step into the bigger group. It's so interesting. It really is. It really is. Sometimes we think, oh, well, they're staying the same, but but I'm changing and really we're all changing all the time. We really are. And I really believe in that concept of like, as we allow our shift, ourselves to shift and open up, that it does cause shift for everybody. There is a ripple effect to any changes we make toward becoming more authentic and, you know, not holding on to family secrets or being able to, you know, the more we can or stepping more into forgiveness or whatever it is, like it does have a ripple effect. And I don't totally understand how or how much or how that's determined, but I really, I've really seen that. And I'm sure you feel that to a degree too. Yeah. Forgiveness. I am kind of the truth sayer and yeah. <laughs> finding yeah. a balance with that. And yeah. Been good. Well, are you writing notes? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Well, I think, because that gives you something to chew on for a little bit. And if anything, you know, lavenders really are the ones next to crystal that struggle with feeling like, am I getting this right? But they don't necessarily verbalize about it. You know, yellows and green ambers tend to verbalize a lot about their insecurities. They just ask people, will you validate me? Will you validate me? And crystals and lavenders tend to be the ones who just internally, like, am I getting this right? Is anybody... Oh, is everybody okay with me? Like, how can I, you know, we just have that kind of an internal dialogue. So we always just have to keep that, be aware of it, keep it in check. And it's a really interesting thing to do when you're around people like physical environment who are never doing that, where we just kind of like, this is how I'm showing up, you know, take it or leave it. (laughs) And it's just like, wow, how would it be? That's mostly what I do with physical environment people. I'm just like, wow, how would it be? Yeah, to just leave chaos in your wake and be totally fine with it and you just <laughs> plow forward and yeah well people and pick up the pieces maybe they don't and and you know. and we have something to learn from them that way in that we you and i and some of the other more caretaking personalities we we're allowed to just move forward you know we're allowed to try things out and make mistakes and and cause chaos in our wake like that's mm-hmm. You know, that's probably the thing that we need to learn how to do more is just to allow ourselves to make choices and let consequences happen. And I think, you know, in that way, they're like one of the best examples of that. And obviously they have different lessons, but 
basically we're not going to change that for them. You know, those are going to have to be their awakenings and their decisions when they decide to take accountability or say when natural consequences happen. Too often, those of us who care, who caretaker will clean up messes yeah. for them, and then they don't have to face those consequences. And it's a real disservice yeah. to them. And so. that is something I've totally learned yeah. because that just causes resentment. And yes. Yeah. They don't even know why, and nope. they don't really care either. Well, so they don't. They're not even concerned. They're moving on. They're just they're just doing whatever they're doing next. And so letting them have consequences is a really good practice. And you know, not to punish, but just to realize that was too harsh, or that was you crossed the line, or you've changed the level of trust I have with you, or you you have to clean that up. Nobody else is going to clean that up for you. So it's allowing. You know, other people caretake and try to fix that kind of stuff, but it really isn't doing anybody favors. But those of us who caretake, we tend to do that. We want to soften everything. Caretakers want to soften the edges of things, and in doing so, sometimes we take away consequences for other people. Well, that's just part of, you know, part of codependency. We have to watch. Mm, Yeah. Okay. Well, hopefully this is giving you something to think about and feel like you can, I hope, if anything, it makes you feel like I can show up in my lavender blue amber and that's good you know it's a good good way to show up no matter where I'm at and and just kind of realizing like like it's okay this is the thing it's okay if our families aren't the ones who receive us the best it's okay you know it's like the day I let go of that it was like it's okay if they don't see me as I am and I know some and and the thing is is once I let go of that I do experience that now you know I do experience family members seeing me it's great that I let go of like needing it so much like I used to and it made because and I started taking in where I was being received and that was a big thing too it's like I am really received in some places and I need to let myself feel that and appreciate it and just because it's not from those people I thought I needed it from most doesn't make it less valuable and it's up to me to receive you know being received wherever I am, like allowing that in. Um, and I think that's a big journey for some of us too, is receiving the acceptance where it's coming from and receiving the love where it's coming from. And the way that they're comfortable doing mm-hmm. it. Yeah, totally, totally. But what's so great is in the wider world, you know, the families that we make amongst friends and people we get close to, is those people end up feeling needs that we never will get filled from family maybe. But we can, but they really do, they really can get met from other people. And I, I love that. I love that, you know, we choose our we choose our families. And it's not that we're discarding our family of origin, but it's just that we're allowing in love where it's coming from. Love is love. Mm, great. I love that. <laughs> cool. Well, and that's the thing. It's like you're a lavender, blue, amber. Like these are your gifts, like to be, it's almost like some of that you can see how some of them end up like deterring you and your family, but it's that you get to be that. This is who you're supposed to be. These are the gifts that you're supposed to be showing up, you know, offering to other people and whether or not they can receive it, that's just up to them. And it's their loss if they can't, if they need to hold so tightly to family dynamic that they can't receive something that doesn't, that looks softer and more, sensitive and can teach them about being more aware of relationships and stuff. That's just their loss. That's not like, see, I told you or anything like that. It's just more like, darn. And that's kind of a painful thing. I think that's one of the things is that it's painful when our families don't receive us. We want to love them. We want to be a part of them. And it's, I think more than anything, it's, it's that 
you know, not just that they're not accepting me, but it's like, I'm loving you and you can't receive it. And that's painful. Yeah. You're picking that up. I am. (laughs) It is. It's painful not to be able to give that love. It's, yeah, I think, I think for, you know, I was telling somebody, I was talking about to, to a family about their infant. And I said, that's the thing with babies, like right away, if they can't feel like they're just, their light is so bright and clear and their gifts are so clear and yet they have no words and no, they don't know the rules and they come into this world just ready to like give love. And I think that's probably one of the most painful things to experience is not being able to give that and and having it not received. Mm, I'm so glad you gave that example. Yeah. I'm going to be a grandma. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah, so just, I mean, you especially, like, in your lavender, just sit there in that baby's light and just be, like, in wonder, like, what are you bringing? Oh, it feels so good, you know? And I think babies are really responsive when we just sit with them and just, like, look at them in wonder of, like, thank you. This is so wonderful. I'm receiving this. Because we do. We feel good around babies. And and people think, oh, they smell good or they whatever. And I'm like, no, there's these, like, giant beacons of light that are unimpeded by their ego yet (laughs) it's like amazing you know they're so ready to just be giving love like that's all they want to do and then they get they feel thwarted in that and thus thus mortality begins but you know it's all part of the process and it's supposed to be and it's like you know I'm blown away when there's a baby in the room like (laughs) I teach a class or something and there's a baby in the room it's like it's not that there's so much more they're they're not better than anybody else in the room their light is just unimpeded and it feels mm. so different. You're going to be such a good grandma, like such a, you know, a good witness to someone that way. Because lavenders, love, you love celebrating people. You love saying, wow, you're amazing. Like that's, lavenders are so good at that. And blue lavenders are so good at that. And I think that as you get closer to saying, I, you know, being in wonder of your own light, you know, bottom line, a lavender, blue amber, that's such a beautiful giving soul. So... You know, just the more you get in touch with that, I think, I don't know, I just look forward to that for you. Uh, and bright, so and bright people, well, bright people like you, like, it's like, it's so funny that we're often the ones who don't see ourselves and we doubt ourselves the most. It's such an amazing thing to me. I'm like, really? Like, how could that be? But it really, it really does happen <laughs> to those of us who other people are like, oh, they're so kind or they're so, you know, like people say things like that to me and I'm just like, wow, I really just don't see myself the way I must appear to other people. And we, 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 we can, and we should. It's okay. It's okay to what? It's okay to see yourself as just beautiful light and that sensitivity. Mm. It's just wonderful. It's, you know, you're bright, you're kind, you're thoughtful, you're, you know, you're giving all the time, and you you stand there as a witness for other people. And all of those traits are just like amazing you know and allowing yourself to see that is I think you know a really big first step for us I'll see it sometimes but I forget a lot you know and I imagine you're probably the same way yeah I you know I've learned so much from my mom's death it's just unbelievable gosh me too my my mom passed two and a half years ago actually it's almost three years ago now how long has it been for you it's 2011, so six years. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agreed. I just feel like, wow, like it shifted my perspective in such a way I could never have imagined. 
and, yeah. and I continue to learn from it. So, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, you just, you don't realize how connected you are and mm-hmm. and how much they championed you and, yeah. you know, what such a bond there is. Yeah. And I'm sure it's like that for every child. Yeah, I don't know, but I, I feel that way too. I learned a lot about our connection after she passed, like more about, way more about it than I understood before. Okay, well, thank you so much for spending this time with me. Um, I'm going to go ahead and wind up the call. Thanks for joining us on the Aura Personalities podcast. And thanks for sharing. Yeah, thanks for sharing your vulnerability and part of your story. I mean, that was was vulnerable, so thank you. You're welcome. Very enlightening. Good. As always. Great. So have a wonderful day. Okay. Love you, Stacey. Love you, too. Bye. Bye. To discover the layers of light that surround you, listen in to the Or Personalities and Diving Into Or Personalities podcasts. Get Stacy Sadler's book, Or Personalities, and schedule a consultation via the www.orpersonalities.com website and join the private Facebook group for in-depth discussions with others called or personalities 